welcome to another episode of Nori Ui is Off the Line. This is your positive source of insights, opinions, and relevant information. We are live on TBN Philippines, TBN Asia, Hillsong Channel, and UCAP Television. And tonight on the program, we will have Wipe Every Tear. It is an organization that aims to save women in the Philippines from human trafficking and from exploitation.
Coach Kenny, it's a good evening to you and thank you for taking on our invitation to be on this program. Nori, it is so good to be with you. I am so happy, uh, just so happy to be with you. You know, the Philippines is my second home, so I love this. Thank you. Thank you uh, that, you know, you consider this their, your second home. But before we get started, for the sake of the viewers, I'd just like to ask for a quick background about yourself. Okay, well, you know, I uh, started out as a, a basketball coach and uh, and high school teacher in college. You know, I had I had a radical conversion with Jesus uh, my freshman year of college in 1976 during the Jesus movement in America. It was just radical. He changed my life. Uh, so I taught school, and then for a couple of years, then I went on to seminary. Wanted to go. One, I just God was calling me into ministry and whatnot. So I did that. I planted a church, I, I, I pastored another church, didn't fit the, the mold very well, and moved to Boise, Idaho, where we reside now, our headquarters here for Wipe Every Tear International. And, uh, and that's me, that's me. We started Wipe Every Tear in 2008, and uh, it's amazing what God's doing. So Wipe Every Tear, when this was brought to me, I was like, what is this? And, you know, it, it brings up, uh, you know, there's a lot of questions behind the name and behind the advocacy. So can you just bring us into your sphere of, you know, how did you start this and what made you yeah. start this? Yeah. Well, we were working with a little church in 2007. Our, we brought a basketball team to work with a church in uh, Cubao, in Manila. And we took kids and up into their 20s as well, out to Laguna to a camp. Word of, I think it was called Word of Life. And uh, we took them to a camp, did an American-style camp, and we used the orange basketball to get to their hearts about the goodness of Jesus. And uh, the following year, 2008, I have five daughters, myself and one son. I wanted a way to bring girls to the Philippines to experience what we experienced. It was so good. <laughs> So we brought girls, volleyball team, and, and it was then that I had a, a girl on my team. She's from Manila, and she was very, very poor, impoverished, and had little to eat, had uh, a mouthful of cavities and uh, a lot of pain. And while I was with her one night in a little, a little Nipah hut, in Lug I have so much pain. And, and, what I, and then God spoke to me and said, I, he said, Revelation 21.4 where it says he will wipe every tear from their eye. No more pain, no more sorrow, no more crying. And he said, you know I'm going to wipe every tear on my side of heaven. Coach, I want you to begin wiping tears on your side of heaven and begin with her. And so that's what we did. We just started helping people. You know, I, I had no money. I had no desire to do anything like this, but that's what he told me to do. So we did. So years go by, we keep coming to the Philippines every year. Uh, in 2008, I come, I come back from that break here in America in December, and I saw a thing pop up on my computer. It said human trafficking. And I clicked, and I clicked, and I clicked, and it kept drawing me in, in closer to Southeast Asia. And then it went to the Philippines. I went, wow, I've been there. Mm -hmm. And then God, over a series of... 2008, 9, 10, 11, just breaking my heart for the sex trade. And in 2011, we brought another volleyball team. I brought a team, and then we went to go find the sex trade. Mm -hmm. 
with high school kids. We found it. My wife and I was on that trip. My heart was broken. And God invited me in to come and help and rescue and restore the lovely Filipino women. It, it's amazing how basically you kept this, you know, going on and on and on. Um, but what in the next question I'd like to ask is, out of the many things that you could do for the body of Christ, why focus on human trafficking? <laughs> A lot of people ask me, they'll say, well, you know, there's, there's trafficking in America. Why don't you focus here? Why are you like on the other side of the world? And my short answer and, and is that too, because yeah. that's what God asked yeah, that's what God asked me to do. You know, I mean, he, he didn't say, he didn't say uh, Cambodia. He, did, he didn't say Brazil. Mm -hmm. He didn't say Los Angeles. He said the Philippines. And so it was a simple act of saying, yes, Lord, here I am. And I'll just do what you ask. And so, you know, he uses natural things that, are, that also are supernatural, right? I had been to the Philippines. Mm -hmm. And so he said, would you, would you be willing to rescue and restore my daughters in the Philippines? And I said, yeah, I'll do it. Mm -hmm. When that happened, is it a tough decision to do? Or is it something that you need to, you know, take it delightfully and say, let's go ahead and do this? <laughs> it was very hard and very scary. You know, and, 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 you know, and, and I'm, a, I'm very adventurous. I love to go through the jungle, figuratively speaking, you know, with a machete and just chop down, just break ground. But I didn't have it in me because, you know, I had seen the poverty in Manila. You know, that's where we hung around. We hang around the slums and it was just massive. And I was really paralyzed and uh, emotionally, spiritually, just physically paralyzed. You know, I just, I just couldn't do it. My wife one day, who is normally very quiet and very supportive, she says, let's hire this woman. Mm. Uh, her name's Becky Angelus. She'd been working for a, a great NGO there called Samaritana. Mm -hmm. And she had resigned and was going back to the classroom. She was a, a college teacher, professor of business in Manila. And uh, my wife said, let's hire her. And I go, how do we hire her? We're both teachers. We have no money. And my wife said, we'll eat beans and rice. That's how. And then she says, and God. So we hired her. She, she originally, initially said, no, I don't want to do it. I told her fast and pray. I don't want to hear from you for one to two weeks. She got back to, ah. surprisingly to me, God said, take you up on your offer. And I went, oh gosh, now what do we do? We have no money. And then my, we did, and then God, God has just shown up every time, Nori. And then my wife says, now we need a safe house to get girls to put them into. And I said, how? And she says, more beans and rice and God. And that's how it's been, and that's how it continues to be every, every day. Every day, God just, people send money in and to help us with these Filipino women. It's just amazing story. Basically, what you said is, you know, beans and rice and God. So obviously it's a, it's a matter of faith and believing that God will supply every need that we have, especially if, you know, if it's meant for a good purpose. But then yeah. um, my, my other question would be into the, you know, into the process of how you, you know, how you help these girls. Um, how do you even identify them? It's a little scary to be honest with you because we just don't know who we're dealing with, right? 
we're, we're always asking God. And so he's asked us to do some crazy things. Mm-hmm. So he told us, I want you to go into Angeles City, which, were, which is where almost all of our girls come from. Mm-hmm. He said, I want you to go into the bars. Like, go into the bars. I mean, like, I mean, this is, you know, this is dangerous stuff. When you start taking out girls who are, who are, who are earning money mm-hmm. for their mama-san, their papa-san, the owners of this, <laughs> this industry. Yeah. And, and so, but he said, I want you to go in. And he says, don't worry, I have your back. In fact, Isaiah 58 says, if you devote yourself, if you expend yourselves on behalf of the hungry, and, and by the way, they're very hungry. They get trafficked and tricked from the province. Many come from Samar, Leyte, the Visayas area. They yeah. come from Mindanao, sure. very few from, from local. They all get trafficked. So this is a very scary thing. However, he, he keeps telling us, don't worry, I have your back. So Isaiah 58 says, if you do this, if you give your all for this, I will come and be your rear guard. I will literally come and be behind you and I will watch over you. And so we do it. We go into these bars and hope. Actually, our girls that have been rescued and restored and they encounter Jesus, by the way, miraculously encounter Jesus. They come to us and say, can we go back to the bars where we were trafficked to? Mm-hmm. We've had people say, don't take those girls back there. That's, that's going to be devastating to their mind, mentally, spiritually, emotionally. Mm-hmm. Our girls say, we want the bars. They can't go into the bars, by the way, without foreign escorts. So we needed people to come from America and different places around the world because these bars cater solely to foreigners. Mm-hmm. And so we go in, we have a little calling card that says, wipe every tear, what we do, we provide education, meals, a place to live, sponsorship for your children. I mean, it sounds too good to be true, actually. Yeah. They often cry and they say, why do you do what you do? And we say, and we're not all religious about it. We tell them, because we love you. You're worth something. We care about you. And of course, these girls are speaking in Tagalog or they're speaking in Waray Waray or whatever it is. You know, our girls come from all over. That in a nutshell is how it works. They trust us. They come out and God has protected us. We've never been, we've never been threatened by one bar. Uh, only two bars have ever said, please, out of 240 bars have said, please don't come back. And all these 240 bars are all in uh, Pampanga. In, in Angela City, 15,000 girls. So you get them out of the bar, you bring them to safe houses. Um, you, do, you said you do your education, you do your trainings or whatever it is that you're doing uh, to help these people. And then what happens? Yeah. God shows up. <laughs> God shows up. It, it's supernatural what's taking place. We don't go in preaching, you know, you need to be saved, you need to get out of it. We don't do it. We just love them. We just, you know, God is love. If he really is love, and if, and if, and if Christ in us, if that's true, if he really does live here, when, when I walk into a bar, when one of our girls who is filled with the Holy Spirit, who's just filled with Jesus, when we walk into a bar, everything changes. The atmosphere changes. We're very different. Most NGOs around the world offer little programs to come in and encourage them, and maybe, yeah. you know, maybe they say a prayer or whatever. 
our model is that if, if when she's done with us, if she can't live on her own, if she can't sustain a good life, you know, the good news, what good is good news without being able to feed yourself and feed your children? So yeah, we educate say, our girls. So our girls get enrolled in college. Some have to finish grade school. Some have to finish high school. They get enrolled in college. They graduate with a degree. And so they're, they're, they can be fully sustained after they graduate. Does that help you? Does that answer your question at all? Uh, do you sustain meals, allowances? Every, every, everything. We say everything she needs to live. In fact, on our little card, it, 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 it <laughs> our little card, I have one in my, right here. It says everything that we do. And we give it to her. And, and it says things we do and provide. Listen to this. Mm -hmm. Some tell them, don't trust wipe every tear. They are traffickers. Here they have been trafficked, and now, now, now the mama-sons and the bar owners say, don't trust them. This is not true. Because it sounds too good to be true. Watch this, okay? Listen mm -hmm. to this. Things we provide. Free, clean housing, beds, meals, tuition, daily allowance, child sponsorship, no obligation after graduation. We help bar girls and freelancers achieve their dreams, education, training, college, vocational, high school, ALS. Good to be there for them to watch a video about one of our girls uh, in, in Pampanga, uh, so forth and so on. And thanks to us. When Jesus says, I am good news, like the gospel is good news, that's what poverty, get them to a poverty will be now be broken in their family tree. That's what we do. Wow. If I may just ask, like, until this very moment, it, it's still, of course, it's still in progress, right? So you have a safe house in Pampanga. How many, how many people do you have there? Right now, we've had as many as over 70 girls. Did you say any? One more time. Did you say any? And their children. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. We have little kids and we have teenager kids. One family, we have three generations. So the, we, have one, we, have one, we have one girl, she's 30-some years old. She has her mom, who is 53-year-old. And then we have her, her, the, the one daughter's children. So we have grandkids, children, and, and grandma, all and, and, and enrolled in college. The young kids are not, of course. But we, but we educate the children. We, we just totally bring good news to them. I just want to cut you off a little bit on that, Kenny. Just, you know, make me fully understand. And all the viewers also, I'm sure they're, they're asking, you know. And this is very critical because we are uh, living in a, in a generation we're in. Money is everything, right? You know, if you don't have money, yes. you cannot do things. <laughs> How do you... Uh, sustain this and you know thinking about long term as well because you're trying to get them to college you're trying to get them to finish school to feed their families not just them but their families so how do you sustain this i wish i could be realistic and say we have this corporation we have apple we have ibm we have uh you know uh, sm corporation we have, a, we have i wish i could say that nori because it would be a lot easier mm -hmm. We literally, every month, depend on the provision of heaven. God must show up or our girls don't eat. God must show up or, or we don't have money for their tuition. We, <laughs> it's a miracle. 
All I can say, it's a miracle. You know, I always wanted to live this life. I prayed for decades. God, could I live? You know, we read stories about missionaries. We read stories about amazing ministries around the world. Mm -hmm. I said for years, oh God, could I do something like that? Never tried to make it happen. It just happened. As I said, yes, you know, God just kept inviting me. And as I was faithful with little, Mm -hmm. he gave me more. You know, if you're faithful with, with, with little, you'll be faithful with much. And so every month, the money comes in to sustain our women and to provide their daily allowance and everything that we do and their children. It's just, it, it, is God really God? Uh, is God of this Bible right in front of me that's open? Is, is this God really real? Is he really real? Theologically and doctrinally, we say, oh, yes, God provides for all of our needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. I'm telling you. It's true. The God of the Bible is real. And unless he shows up, we don't exist. It's unbelievable how to embrace everything that you're saying. Um, you know, and, and to those probably who are watching us right now, um, you know, some of them might be asking questions as well. Like, is, this, is it really true that this is what's happening? Because let's face it. I mean, there are Christians or there are people who are very realist, you know, um, they would like to see plans. They would like to see projections. They'd like to see the budgets. They'd like to see how are we going to do this in five years, in 10 years, in 20 years. Is there anything that somehow generates income for you guys? There is nothing right now. It's all based on people giving uh, all around the world. Mm-hmm. Most, of it, most of it comes from the USA. I mean, like 99%. But God has, God has told me, Nori, he said, I am going to expose this to Filipino people. I am going to expose this to the Philippines body of Christ, and they will catch it. They will, be, they will, they will pour in. They will sow into their own daughters in their own country. Has that happened yet? No. But you know what? With this interview, maybe this is the beginning. Maybe this is the beginning of what God wants to do because it's all based on his goodness. It's like manna from heaven. It's just like that. Day by day, they just, you know, fire by night, cloud by day, and manna every morning. That's how it was, and that's how it is for us. It's, it's a supernatural story. One of the beautiful things about what you're doing, Kenny, is that, you know, this is not just any kind of advocacy work. We're talking about lives. We're talking about lives of women uh, being manipulated, being exploited. And what's worse is that it's Filipinos and Filipinos exploiting each other. And, and that is not a very good news for to me, who is, a, who is a Filipino. I don't like that. And so I, I really do hope also that this particular interview that we have right now would resonate with the lives of the many viewers that we have in the Philippines all across that, you know, there is this group called Wipe Every Tear. Um, they're not even from the Philippines and they are in the Philippines, helping Filipinos. What more can yes. you say about that, right? Amen. By, by the way, we're not just a bunch of white people coming to the Philippines. All of our, our staff is 100% Filipino. Mm-hmm. You know, we have eight Filipino staff. We have a, a couple, uh, a missionary couple from Australia. And it's but it's and we and we do have interns come and and and, and missionaries come from America, mm-hmm. but our staff our staff there it's Filipino, just 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 to let you know that yeah right there right there in Quezon City in Fairview. 
Wow. And, and again, a special thanks to that because, you know, thank you for considering uh, Filipinos to be working for you. I'm sure You're my family. You're my family. It's, it's really, I, I, I'm, I got blue eyes, white Norwegian skin. But let me tell you, I, it, it, this is my second home. It's, I just love the culture and love the people of the Philippines. How I love the Philippines. Yeah. I mean, Kenny, again, thank you for your group for, you know, for being, you know, for being able to um, display what affection really is, what empathy really mm -hmm. means, and, you know, to, to really act on it. And that's what God wants us to do, to be empathetic to people, to be kind to people. So as a parting words to our viewers, Kenny, can you just invite them, encourage them to support your advocacy in your group? Yeah. Yeah, I sure can. I, it's such an honor. Number one, such an honor for, for God to invite me to uh, the islands of the Philippines. Uh, I just love it. I love the slums. I love, I love being around the impoverished. I love being around the people in the Philippines. And, you know, I just want to encourage my Filipino brethren that, uh, that you can be involved. You know, we need people to help hands-on volunteering and then uh, to, to, like, support a girl. Like, could your church, could your business support one girl or part of one girl's education? Uh, we would just invite, invite the, the, the lovely men and women and children. We have children that do this as well. You know, their allowance. Just to be a part of, and for your own daughters that are, that are in your neighborhood, in your provinces, we just invite you to, to, to come and, and to help. And you can find us at wipeeverytear.org. And you can find us on Facebook at Wipe Every Tear. Uh, we would just love to partner with you just like this. Again, Kenny, thank you very much for coming in on the show. Um, I really hope and pray that God continue to bless your advocacy, not just advocacy, but yourself, your family, and all the rest of the team who are, you know, relentlessly working um, to help Filipinos achieve their dreams. So, and that is just a wow conversation. I mean, I cannot just comprehend how God moves in ways that are very impossible to man. If you would notice in, during the course of the conversation, I was constantly asking, how do you make sure that this is sustainable? How do you make sure that this is funded? And so on and so forth, because we're still gonna be talking about reality. But you know, at the end of the day, it's faith that builds each and every Christian in this world. It is our faith in our God that produces results. And God said in the Bible, you know, we just have as little as a faith as the mustard seed and everything is going to be possible because God is a God of possibilities. Until the next episode of Nori Ui is off the line, be safe and God bless.